So I always say, man, it's anything I do is not about impressing. It's about inspiring. And there's a big difference between the two, you know, doing some cool things in the world or whatever I've accomplished. It's, it's truly to inspire other people, not to impress people. I don't, I don't need to, I don't come from a place of need to stroke my ego. Or it's to show people you can be whatever you want to be. If you, you truly set your mind to it. back to the AIM podcast. Today we have special guest Craig Levinson who is the founder of CL Talent and currently the manager and trainer of Zion Clark. Today's episode talks a lot about serving others to help them achieve their goals. We dive into Craig's story and talk about his childhood as well as his experience playing college basketball and how that ultimately shaped a lot of the ways that he approaches his professional life day to day. You guys are going to love this story and all the different things that Craig can bring to this conversation. So let's dive right in with Craig Levinson. Craig, thank you so much for jumping on the AIM podcast. You're welcome, man. It's, uh, I'm blessed to be able to be on you and share my story. So thanks for having yeah. me on. I'm super pumped. We, uh, you know, we didn't see each other. It's not, it hadn't been too long, man. Uh, you guys were just down in uh, in Atlanta for the Cueva event, man. That was that was an incredible event. That was epic, man. Epic experience. Especially me, don't know a lot about football. Didn't grow up with the culture of football. <laughs> to see some of these athletes, especially in like a little indoor field, and just the way they move and how athletic they are, it was it was awesome experience. No doubt. And, and Legends did a really good job with it. I thought, you know, and you can even share. We're talking like you guys have been able to work with some really cool companies. I think Legends, um, even beyond just the product, the quality of the product, like I've obviously with TLF, but but just what Legends stands for, I think is really, really cool and kind of what they embody as a brand. Absolutely. Just the word Legends, you know, they fit the persona of that so well. And uh, I mean, I love their stuff on top of that and, and the people they've brought in and even the staff, very authentic, good people, you know, genuine intentions and Love working with him. So I think it was it was awesome alignment for, especially for Zion. You know, he represents what a legend is. A hundred percent. You're a legend yourself, bro. And it's cool to see y'all's yeah. dynamic and, and all the things you're accomplishing together as a team and individually and all of that. So it's uh, it's really cool, man. I'm, I'm excited about this episode. Yeah, no, excited to be on. And as you said, we have a unique dynamic in how we operate where I'm not like an old school manager that's sitting in the corner. Like, you know, I'm very hands-on with my relationship with everything we do. hundred percent. And, and just for, you know, the context here, I do want you to share some of your story um, as we dive into this. And obviously you kind of touched on it, you know, your relationship with Zion Clark being in a managerial role, but also I know you train him as well. You do, you do a lot more. And so I'll let you kind of touch on that. But I think the big topic that I would love to hit on today is just like, how to serve others and help them achieve their goals while understanding what gifts you personally possess and how can you leverage them to make the most of your life and make the biggest impact. And I think that's when I look at you and I see you, I see someone that is just an amazing person that's putting others before themselves sometimes and just using your skills to to make this world a better place. And so again, with all that being said, I'd love to kind of hear your story of kind of how you got to where you are now and, and maybe some of the things that, you know, in your background that have put you in this position. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. Uh, I'll give a little bit of uh, background on me. 
originally from South Africa. You know, that's where I was born and spent my childhood. At a fairly young age, like nine years old, my family decided to migrate to New Zealand. South Africa is a very dangerous place, not a place you want to raise children. So my parents took the decision and migrating to New Zealand, left a life they knew behind and, you know, didn't know anyone in New Zealand, but they wanted to create a bright future for me and my brothers. And, um, you know, ended up being raised in New Zealand, very safe place. So we went from you know, one of the most dangerous places in the world to a place where cops don't carry guns. And it's like, wow, two very extremes. I mean, we have more sheep than people, 28 million sheep, 4 million people put that in, in context for you. So, you know, I look back and I'm like, man, I'm so fortunate for good parents that, you know, sacrifice and, and put their children before anything. It was like, look, we want to raise children in a safe environment that they can play outdoors, they can, um, you know, thrive and do what they want to do in life. And, um, you know, so that's kind of where my, my story carried to and ended up being an athlete my whole life, started off playing soccer and rugby and that transition to, uh, to, to, sorry, I'm just going to move my dog real quick. Sorry. <laughs> You have a you have an amazing dog, by the way. I love seeing your dog content. <laughs> He's awesome, man. He's still super loud. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I ended up uh, moving to to New Zealand, and um, uh, you know, always being a good athlete. And um, rugby and uh, rugby and soccer is where it all started, and then transitioned and fell into love for basketball. Uh, actually, a, a high school basketball coach saw me playing rugby and was like man you're you're an exceptional athlete you know come come play basketball so first ever dunk to basketball 13 years old um i was maybe five seven five eight and um <laughs> you crazy. know realized i had like a natural athletic gift for it and um fell in love with the sport uh realized you know i had some talent with it uh learned a lot through that and that actually earned me a scholarship to move to the U.S. and play at the college level, which, you know, as a foreign kid, you, you have this vision of college life in the U.S. and what sport is in the U.S., especially a sport like basketball that's loved by so many people here. And it's, 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 a, big, um, it's a big dream for any, any foreign kid that plays basketball is to play at the college level in the U.S., which is the mecca of it. So, you know, work my ass off and, and save money. Don't come from a family of money. So it's like, my parents are like, hey, we love you, but um, whatever you can make happen, by all means, pursue your goals. But we're not in a position to financially support that endeavor. So that that installed something in me. It was like, you know what? If I'm going to make this happen, it, it falls on me. And um, ended up first starting at the junior college level and in uh, at a school in San Diego. And, you know, had a had a slower start to to my career especially everyone's athletic in the u.s so it was like i was a freak athlete you know over in new zealand and then you come here and like you know pretty much everyone on the court is fairly athletic to a, you know to a degree um so learned a lot through my first couple of years in juco and uh, really worked my ass off and realized nothing's you know nothing was ever handed to me in life and i, I think that installed a lot of work ethic in me and was like you know what if I'm going to make my dreams come to life, it, it falls on me. It's my work ethic. It's, you know, and I love the accountability of realizing that I'm in control of my future and my destiny and whatever happens. Um, so I almost look at it as like a blessing that I wasn't raised with financial success or a family with a bunch of money because my parents are very giving and they probably would have given me anything I wanted. Yeah. So 
I'm almost blessed that I was put in this position. And, um, you know, so yeah, through that, earned a basketball four year, uh, a scholarship at a four year, played the rest of my basketball career uh, at the college level. And then my end of my senior year, I dislocated my ankle. And that's like what ended my, my basketball career was pretty freak accident, went up to dunk on someone, landed very awkwardly. And um, just the trauma of that was was a lot. It was like, you know, my goal was to go play professionally uh, back in New Zealand, Australia, you know, in Europe, whatever that looked like. So mentally, there was a big shift in focus of being an athlete and pursuing my athletic endeavors to then saying, all right, what is life for me now? You know, it's like, you have this goal and these aspirations of wanting to do something. And when your world gets turned upside down, it's, it's, you know, I always say in life, it's not what you go through. It's what you overcome. Mm. And we all go through certain things in life that are going to, you know, um, really test us. And it's really like, how do you go through these things and overcome? And um, so this was a big test to me in life. And I look back at it and I'm like, you know what, things do happen for a reason. And that transitioned my career into, you know, then working with athletes in a different regard as, as opposed to me being the athlete and the focal point. It's like, how do I take these skills that I developed in working with people and building relationships and just being a good person to then helping other people in their career path, which mm. is, is how that all developed. Dude, I love that. Gosh, there's so much, there's so many good things we could take out of that. I mean, first and foremost, you touch on this, this idea of essentially perspective and like how that can ultimately shape your outlook on life. Like there are certain things that happen to people and you go through these experiences, these external factors, things in your life that you can't always control. And it, it can be really tough, but a lot of times in those moments, there's so much opportunity to grow, to learn, to impact, to, to be a light, even though things aren't going the way you want it to. And it's cool to see how those moments it, with the right perspective can end up shaping the person you are, but also put you further ahead than if you hadn't gone through that moment. Like I'd, I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on that. Like, you know, some of the, the places in your life where, you know, they're like your injury, for example, we can use that as the example. Like if you hadn't had that, I'm guessing your life would look a lot different than what it is now, just because those are things you don't have to deal with. Yeah, no, absolutely. I like road bumps in life or anything you go through, it's, how do you, uh, and, and you know, as you mentioned, a lot of the time in the moment, you don't realize what this is teaching me or what I'm going to take away from this because we, we obviously often emotionally wound to situations where you're going through things, you, you're driven by the emotion of it, and that can, you know, lead to depression, whatever, uh, stress. Um, so, you know, but taking a step back and really reflecting on what is this teaching me and that's where I see like resilience and, uh, and sticking with something and saying, you know what, I'm going to make the best out of whatever situation this might be. Um, and I think, or as someone that's always been driven through human optimization, um, a lot of putting myself in discomfort almost prepared me for a certain situation like this as someone that loves the cold and, uh, you know, heat and cold exposure to just doing things that create discomfort. That's where you go through. So when, when something in life hits you and you don't necessarily know how to digest it, those situations of resiliency prepare you for a moment like this. And, you know, maybe if I, you know, for better, lack of a better word, was softer in the sense of I, I wasn't pushing myself and my barriers, maybe it would have been even harder to digest the situation of ending my basketball career that I worked, you know, uh, you know, a decade plus 
to to become who I was but sure um, you know so it's it's yeah putting yourself in a situation that's going to almost prepare you for the, the unknown I love that and you know something that's interesting about you and, and I think you know we hit it off the bat pretty pretty easily when I first met you like our our backgrounds are similar in the fact kind of similar the way we grew up and and playing basketball and having to be a big part of our life and then making that transition from college sport to the business world, the working world, being around people. Like there's so many things you learn from sports and, and, and how you can apply them. And I think it's cool to see how you even touch on those kind of towards the end of you talking about your story. It, it, there's so much you can take from that. And it's cool to see how you've applied a lot of those principles to what you're doing now and, and how you're working. Yeah, absolutely. There's so much sport teaches you. And uh, it's not just about being an athlete. It's all the things that come with that, you know, the camaraderie, teamwork, communication, patience, uh, resiliency. I mean, that's just to name a few things. But being an athlete teaches you so much about life. And, you know, basketball is still such a big part of my life. And when I reflect back on it, it opened the door for me to live in this, you know, country of freedom. And if it wasn't for basketball and that driving factor, I mean, who knows? I could have still been in New Zealand, Australia with my family. Sure. Still living a great life, whatever. But it's like this was a vehicle to excel me into other areas of my life, which now, as you know, I manage talent and work with athletes and help them achieve their goals and what they want to do in life. And a lot of the skills I learned being an athlete, I now try to pass on to other people and teach them, you know, things like resiliency and, and sticking with things through dealing with adversity. Um, you know, so I think I was gifted with a lot of patience as a person. And um, just, you know, my mom always said, you you need to be a teacher of some sort because, you know, I naturally just have a lot of patience for people. And I always thought of it as like a school teacher. But in essence, what I'm doing now is still teaching. Teaching is very broad and, and how you can perceive it. So I am a teacher, but just of a different sort, you know, being a, a, um, a mentor to, to Zion and others, as well as, you know, teaching him through his sporting endeavors and uh, in the gym, how to, how to get stronger and become a better athlete. So it's, it's, you know, when I think back and I'm like, you know what, I am a teacher of a sort. That's great. What was kind of the inception, the motivation to start what you're doing now to, to take on this route of, of being a manager, but also doing it in this unique way where, like you said, you're doing more than just business transactions with brands and athletes. Like you're actually making an impact on these people's lives. You're caring for them. You're, you're more well-rounded in that regard. But what was kind of the motivation or inception to start this um, kind of life or career, what you're doing now? Um, I'll say a big part of it, like, I'm very all or nothing. I'm very, like, fully committed to something. And, you know, I'm zero, zero to 100. Like, if I truly care about somebody and their well-being, I'm going to do whatever I has in my power to be able to help them. It's not just like, all right, I'm nine to five and clock out and I'll do a few things for you. I, I fully invest myself into, you know, something or somebody. And that's with whatever I do. So when I have somebody's best interest in, in, in well-being and when I want them to succeed, it's a matter of just going all in with it and, and also realizing some of the skills that I have of, of connecting and networking and being a people person and, you know, putting myself in a room to excel and, and, and help them, you know, in best way possible. And I look at Zion as a unique example because he inspires so many people. And I was like, look, if I can help this guy grow himself into a brand, it's just going to compound and how many people he inspires and helps. And, you know, I help run his social and I see the 
people that are suffering with depression, anxiety, suicidal, just lost their limbs. When they come across and DM, send them a DM like, well, you've changed my perspective on things or, you know, you've literally saved my life just by me coming across your page. It's an extremely fulfilling feeling to know the impact we having on, on the world and, and people and, you know, truly knowing you, you, you can, um, you can save people's lives just by living, you know, the life you live. Dude, that's, that's so good. And I, I don't think, I think it's hard. I think it's hard for some people to understand that if they haven't truly experienced that, that moment, but the interaction you have with someone when you've, when you've sensed or verbally or, or verbally heard them say like, you've made an impact on my life that, you know, without you, things could have been looked very differently. Like, you know, even to some of the extremes that you mentioned there, like that is a, a fulfillment, a feeling, an emotion that is there's no replacement. There's no equivalent feeling like that is, that is in essence, like the, the best thing that could ever happen in my opinion. Yeah, no, I agree. I seriously agree, man. It's like, yeah, th there's nothing more powerful than literally saving somebody's life or them reaching out and knowing that you played a huge impact in their, you know, mental well-being, physical well-being, whatever they may be. I mean, and obviously Zion has no excuses tattooed across his back, which he's, um, significant on, you know, his, his tagline or what people know him as. So just knowing I'm, I'm, I'm playing a part in that and in the world, you know, through the lens of Zion as well as myself. So I always say, man, it's anything I do is not about impressing. It's about inspiring. And there's a big difference between the two, you know, doing some cool things in the world or whatever I've accomplished. It's, it's truly to inspire other people, not to impress people. I don't, I don't need to, I don't come from a place of, need to stroke my ego or it's to show people you can be whatever you want to be if you you truly set your mind to it i love that man what was kind of the story of you and zion meeting like how did that come about what's what's that uh you know that relationship look like so i initially started my best friend was working with jason momoa at the time and um they were filming the episode the ellen degeneres episode the same day and uh we had come across zion on social media me and my best friend about you know, two weeks before they're, they're filming and we're like, man, uh, you know, I'd love to meet this guy. And uh, just we're so inspired by him doing box jumps and the resiliency and tenacity he had. And we're like, yeah, we're at a supplement company at the time. So we wanted to get him involved in the supplement company and work with him as well as everything. And then two weeks later, my best friends, you know, calling me freaking out in the back of the Ellen show, like, hey, Zion's here, Zion's here. He's like yelling on the phone. <laughs> and Zion's freaking out because Jason Momoa was in the back with him. And, um, you know, he came over for dinner that night with his mom and we just all headed off and uh, ended up working with him with a supplement company. And this was about four years ago. And then, um, you know, that developed into like a close friendship and, you know, also mentorship to him and just helping him make, make good decisions and excel as an athlete. And yeah, about a year ago that developed into a full-time working relationship where I was like, man, I'm going to help Zion relocate to San Diego and the West coast where he's originally from Ohio and just really, really like help him reach his potential as a human, which, you know, he's still not nearly close to his potential, but just helping him achieve what he wants to do in life. My question to Zion is always, what do you want to do? And I'm going to help you you know, ways around you to, to monetize that and build that into who you are. So I always try to keep him as, or, or let him be as his authentic self. 
So, you know, the deepest thing I would say we have is a, a mentorship and friendship where I'm his go-to for, for anything that goes right or that goes wrong in his life. And uh, it's, it's a good, it's a fulfilling feeling knowing I'm also having that impact on him that he's having on other people and, um, and staying grounded in who I am. And, you know, I'd always try to stay authentic to myself and, and who I am at the same time. And I, and I preach that to other people, but you also got to live by those words. So, um, yeah, that's, that's how initially things started off. And uh, now, you know, we have a very close dynamic and uh, just, yeah, pretty much see him every day. We travel together, uh, run all the social stuff, brand deals, nonprofit work. He's a you know, keynote speaker, so build out his speaking brand as well. And, and uh, you know, inspiring a lot of people and, and children along the way. That's amazing. Do you guys have like a distinct strategy of how you pursue business, like certain brands you want to work with or certain deals or, you know, speaking engagements that you're going to align with, or is it kind of case by case? Like, how do you go? I'm sure like with the magnitude of his platform, with your experience in this space, like how do you guys navigate that world? Cause I'm sure there's a lot going on and there's a lot of moving pieces. Yeah. I would say the bigger he gets, it's always just looking at like opportunity costs. Um, I try anything around kids and schools. We try to do as nonprofit work and, and separate that between like corporate speaking, for example, which is for profit. Um, so that's one way we navigate in that space. But I always look at opportunity costs too. And, you know, everybody has a very different bandwidth. So I might be able to work 60 hours a week where Zion's very different in who he is and being aware of his bandwidth being different to mine and being accountable for things like that. And that's learning to manage relationship and people. Mm. So um, that's something I constantly remind myself of, but I'll say the biggest thing is, is the authenticity factor of things. You know, I don't ever want to be known or he doesn't either of, of endorsing something you don't believe in. And um, that's very important having integrity and staying true to yourself because especially consumers are a lot smarter these days and you can, you can smell BS from a mile away. So, you know, hard salesy stuff also doesn't work for brands. So, you know, I always view perspective of business. If everybody's happy, everybody's winning. That's good business to me. It's not about being one-sided and saying, well, we're getting paid monthly and we're happy. It's about ensuring that brand is winning. They're getting a good ROI and they're happy with the relationship and dynamic, you know, because word of mouth is also the most powerful thing to me in terms of, spreading awareness you know if you have a good reputation that can spread very quick the same way if you have a bad reputation that can also travel very fast um so integrity to me is everything man it's it's uh it's who you truly are at the core and you can't uh it takes a long time to build that and you can break that very quickly too that's good i i agree i think that's also kind of the the formula of, of longevity and like how you can you know produce and create a, a long-term success versus just gaining some momentum and, and cash grabbing and, 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 you know, finding the right deals in the moment, but like how you deliver, how you carry yourself, the character, like you're saying, those are things that I think ultimately put you in the best position to make a long lasting impact on the relationships, the partners, the kids, whoever you're dealing with. I think that's, that's gotta be the way you do it. Exactly. And it takes longer to do things right. I've always said that. And I've always seen that in life when you truly doing something correctly, it, it might take a little bit longer than looking at, you know, instant gratification. For example, the gym, people, you know, there's no overnight success in the gym. If you want to build your ideal physique or become a better performer and whatever that, you know, may be, it takes longer to do, but um, society often kind of, you know, looks, people think there's, there's 
that instant gratification of things. And I, I think there's power in in having patience and knowing things will work out if if you 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 stick with something, you know. And ha- that idea of, of things compounding, you know, that's why I look at health and well-being as a lifestyle. It's not about the hour you spend in the gym; it's about the rest of the time and how you spend your 23 hours outside of a gym. 100%. I'm sure there's obviously there's no matter what you're doing in life, there's never just a pure linear path to the top. I'm sure there've been hurdles, things you've gone through, and even in y'all's relationship from a business standpoint, what if, what would you say has been one of the most difficult things to overcome or to learn or deal with that you've had to kind of embrace or, you know, personally between you guys as a manager, like take it however you want, but what are some things that you've had to kind of learn and, and overcome? I would say one of the big ones is like everybody's very unique and different in their thought process to their behavior, to how they live. And, you know, dealing with personality is a big one because we all wired in a, you know, very different way. So knowing like my weakness might be your strength and vice versa. So learning to accept, accept people where they are and not try portray them for something they're not, or, you know, might think they're further along their path and who they are. Um, so just taking people for who they are and where they are in their journey and, um, you know, realizing we all have different unique ways of doing things. So that's where the, the big part of where the patience kicks in and understanding, you know, we're not, we're not the same. No two people are the same. Um, I'll say that's a big part of it. And then, um, you know, knowing that for 10 no's is going to be a yes. So understanding that you're not for everybody. Um, as me personally, and also the people I represent, you know, I might think a brand has perfect alignment for one of my talent or clients I work with, but they don't view it from the same perspective and understanding that that's okay. And, um, you know, again, it's that like, you know, resiliency of, you're going to hear a lot of no's, you know, I've been cut from sports teams growing up and told I was good enough for this or that, but uh, uh, being resilient and, and building confidence and knowing that, there, there is something out there for you. Sure. That's really good. And honestly, you know, taking a step further, I'd love to pick your brain about another thing that I kind of just, you just made me think of, like I, I had the privilege of serving as a captain on, on my college basketball team, my senior year. And I would have conversations with people, even outside of the team of just like, you know, what, what takes, what does it take to be a good leader? Like, what does that look like? You know, what are some things you have to overcome that are going to be difficult that you have to honestly embrace and I, and I would, you know, you're definitely in a leadership position and what you do as well. I think the big thing that I saw is like, you got to be able to foster and develop trust with the people you're leading. And I would love to hear your take on that and how you've been able to formulate trust throughout your relationships with your talent, with Zion, whoever, because I think that's a big key, especially, honestly, I would take it a step further and say, even when, when business gets involved, like sports are one thing, sports are fun. They're serious. But when, when, when there's a dollar sign involved in the conversation, there's got to be even a deeper level of trust. How have you developed that? And like, what are some things that you've seen be successful in, in caring for others and developing trust? Yeah, I think it's a fine line of like, you know, being firm and stern about things, but also being caring in the other regards. So I think it's that fine line between not allowing people to do whatever they want when, you know, something might be better. Um, but still having care and compassion for people at the same time. I think the most powerful thing you can do with another human is con- connect to them on an emotional level. And, um, you know, I always say that you can't fake real and authenticity. So, you know, 
being leading by example, you know, it's often said, but, but I truly believe in, in leading by example. If you're living a life that's true to yourself and, and you're, you know, people see that and people feed off that, that energy and way of doing things. So, but yeah, I think communication is a key component of things, really voicing how you feel, um, but also being aware that we're all wired very differently. We're different, you know, your work, work ethic or your priorities are very different to what mine are. And um, being, being aware and just conscious that we are all unique individuals living this human experience. And, you know, there, there's no right, there's many ways to skin a cat and um, accepting people for where they are in life or where they are on their journey and what they want to prioritize. And, you know, I think that's, that's kind of how I found a way to connect to people. But I think a lot of it boils down to the, the you know, I always relate back to that authenticity factor of, of um, you know, putting, putting, putting out in the world what you, what you want back. Mm. You know, you can't ask, you can't, you know, manifest or ask for things when you aren't doing the work. That's good. Wow, I really like that. I appreciate your take in, in your position there. What um, you guys work super hard. You guys have done it in a really cool way. Where again, I do believe and I agree that there's been a lot of authenticity and genuineness about how y'all approach your opportunities. And and it's cool to see all the crazy things you guys have done. I'd love to hear a story or you know maybe a fun experience, something that comes to mind. And I'm sure there's a lot, so it's probably a hard question to answer, but just a fun experience or story that you've got to experience throughout this this process. Yeah, um, <laughs> really cool experience. I'll say a really cool experience um, was well, the last one was was getting to meet Kevin Hart, which was you know hanging out with uh, Boss and, and Kevin Hart at his studio, which actually didn't expect to meet Kevin Hart. We were there to train with Boss. Um, but another cool one was being on stage with a, a pretty big comedian. His name's Max, a comedian. He's a Persian comedian, really funny. And we met him backstage before his event, but then we sat with him on stage during his performance and witnessed it from like his lens and, and out looking and seeing the crowd from the comedian's perspective and lens and even, you know, being a part of some of the humor and jokes with him on stage. So um, with, with a fairly big crowd too. So that was a that was a pretty unique special moment of being able to to connect to him on a very personal level before he hopped on and then being literally sitting on the stage in a chair right next to him while he performed with Zion um so you know we both thoroughly enjoyed that but um yeah we've done some cool things you know and I always I always say everybody's human we all you know breathe the same we all nobody's on a pedestal and I think that's a very important you know, trait to have a quality to have that you might be inspired by people, but we all human at the end of the day, we all, you know, yeah, we all living this experience the same way. So don't just don't, yeah, look up to people in a, in a positive light, but don't think anybody's better than you or, you know, it's, it's something I definitely want to tell people is, you know, don't, um, yeah, nobody's, nobody's better than one another. We're all human. We all deserve the same, respect and quality from people we you know that's another thing I've always been taught from a young age and I've always you know I want to instill in my kids too is treat everybody the same treat the janitor like you do the CEO mm. and uh, that's that's a very important you know having humility and realizing nobody's worth more than anybody else I don't care what your net worth is yeah dude that's good I mean it's crazy to think you know like in our society in the current state of our society like 
the amount of followers you have, the platform you have, like is, is a big indication of, I don't want to generalize, but how, how certain people would treat people. And it's like, you know, if mm-hmm. you've got a blue check by your name, or if you've got an, an M next to your follower account, it's like, wow, like you're, you're famous. Like I, I'm scared to talk to, I'm nervous. And it's, it's just funny to think of that. Um, yeah. But I agree, man, it, it really does all boil down to just respecting and loving people. Everyone really. Exactly. It's the humility and spreading love in the world. It's, you know, strongest emotion you can have. So um, I think that's helped me carry through life and, and, you know, I guess people, kind of saying positive things or spreading positivity throughout me too and that that's more important to me is 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 also like how people perceive me and making sure that i'm being that that same energy that you know i respect other people for sure dude i I have to ask you while i've got you on this podcast i saw um when you guys got to meet kevin hart that was like last week right or yeah it was recently right he uh so when zion met him he he said is this the first time you've actually had a chance to look down on somebody what was his what was his response to that he kind of like smirked and laughed it was almost <laughs> like you know he's like i'm the funny guy why are you trying to you know say something <laughs> funny to me where it's like he took it like lighthearted, but i think he didn't expect it he was like you know, a comedian that makes fun of everybody else who laughs at everybody else it was uh, it was pretty funny. I didn't I didn't expect Zion to uh, pull that one out, but but uh, yeah, it was it was hilarious. That's awesome. That's super cool. Yeah, boss boss is really cool too. We had him on the podcast a few months ago, and he's got a lot of energy. He's just a great presence, but he's another great great guy. No, he is. Yeah, we had a we had a good time working out with him. He didn't take it lightly to him, Zion by any means. So he's very competitive natured, and he's like, you know, I don't care who you are, I'm going to compete. So. I love that race. <laughs> What's that? Oh yeah. Well, I've got I've got more footage of, of Zion um, also beating him at, at some things too. So we'll be uh, posting our perspective of things as well. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait to see that, man. I'm excited. <laughs> what um yeah, man, you know, I'm interested. I, I love when I talk to people who've got ambitious mindsets, you know, they're they're very strong-willed in in pushing themselves pushing their limits helping people working hard like there's always fun places that we can improve like where are some places in your personal life in your career and what you do on a day-to-day that you think you know you can improve on and, and make even stronger strengths yeah um i'd say one of them maybe is is finding time for myself um mm-hmm. you know balance is so important in life especially for longevity and not wearing yourself out. Um, I often forget that I'm working because I love what I do. And it's like, you know, I often catch myself like up 11, 12 at night on my computer, still working or still doing something or brainstorming my creative minds thinking. And I'm there like working, you know, doing things like that. So I think reminding myself, you know, at least personally to me is make time for yourself and, and, and balance, balance things out and making sure like I have a social life and, when I am invited to do things with friends that I, I, you know, prioritize that over, over work life, but it's like, I'm so driven by building something that it often overtakes other opportunity or things in my life. So, you know, yeah, for anyone entrepreneur minded or just driven or in discipline and they see what they want to achieve and they're on that path is, is make time for yourself. Dude, I'm, I'm really glad that you brought that up because honestly, that was something I was curious about is, you know, as we, we kind of dive into this topic of, of serving others, making an impact, helping people chase their dreams while you're also benefiting and you're, you're doing a lot of cool stuff personally. But like, where is that fine line? How do you 
you know, how do you get that balance? Like, cause I, dude, I don't know. I mean, I look at the stuff you guys are doing and I'm like, man, this dude, Craig is all over the place. He's constantly doing things and helping Zion and his other athletes and his, like everything. And so it's like, it's interesting to, to hear you talk about that as being an area of an improvement because that's gotta be something that a lot of people probably deal with, but it's something sometimes hard to fully embrace and, and give yourself the time knowing that there's other things that can be done. It's gotta be a very intentional decision. I feel like. It, it is because like, especially that go, go, go mentality. And when you're picking up momentum and things are like moving in a positive direction and things are sure. flowing, it's tough to like, you know, that's where perspective is so important to take a step back and reflect from a different angle and be like, you know, look, we're moving a thousand miles an hour and we're making whatever progress and striving for things, but you got to reflect on things and also enjoying the moment, I think is a huge part of that too, of, you know, um, life is about, you know, the, the journey and not the destination. I mean, I have a tattooed on the inside of my arm. It's, it says, enjoy the journey. And it's a constant reminder to me that, you know, it, it's enjoying every moment, enjoying the highs and lows, enjoying that process of things. Cause, uh, that, that's what makes it fulfilling is, is that, that process. It's not about, you know, it's not about the end result. It's like, I, I think as a society, you often get caught up in like, all right, you know, I'm doing this for next year. It's like, no, how about you do things for now for the moment as well? Mm, that's good. It's tough, man. That's, that's really tough. And especially just the landscape of our world and people constantly just like you put your life. A lot of people put their life out on social media and you get to, it can be a good thing. It'd be a very healthy thing it can be an inspiration, like in, in y'all's case with Zion and stuff. But there also is a, there also is another world where it's like, it comes, becomes very competitive and you're looking at other people and you're comparing and you're thinking, okay, well they're here. So I need to do this. And, and I think sometimes people lose sight in it. And I say some people I'm talking about myself too. Like I catch yeah. myself losing sight of what I was supposed to accomplish today and how I can find balance and, being super ambitious and chasing my dreams and trying to build something special, but also like you're saying, enjoying that process, like that, that moment I'm in, in the, you know, this current time, this conversation with you, like I want to enjoy this moment with you. And I think that's something that you have to consciously remind yourself. And I think that's why talking about it is super, super powerful as well. It is for sure. It's, I think a lot of things we've got to remind ourselves on when you speak it to an existence, it also helps you remember those things as like reminders to implement into your life. You know, I think like anything, it takes constant reminding to we're very like habitual creatures where once we have our way of doing things, it's hard to break that habit. But when you constantly reinforce like, all right, I need to make more time for whatever it is, you know, I want to read more. And you constantly remind yourself of that and speak it to an existence. And then that's the way of implementing that change into your lifestyle because, you know, when, yeah, we're naturally just, very habitual now a way of doing things in our structure and uh and schedule you know for sure that's good man dude this has been an incredible episode you're a legend and i'm just super grateful for your your heart posture to just come and talk about some of these things and, and share your story and and honestly just provide a ton of value my, my kind of final question wrapping this up and i love asking people you know questions along this line like if you could give one piece of advice to our listeners about something that you've learned throughout any point in your career, whether it be athletically, professionally, whatever that looks like, that can, that's all honest, made a big impact and a big change for the better in your life. What would that, what would that be? I'd say it's trust the process. It's something I teach people, but I also remind myself and continue to live by is, you know, as I say, we often get emotionally wound in things and during the moment we might not see, or things might not be going our way. And we reflect on it in an emotional way that gets us charged in a certain means. 
and uh, truly trusting the process and knowing that things do take time and you might not, you know, or, or taking a perspective shift and really like take, look out, take, take a step back from things. And, you know, we, we don't often see our progress until we reflect back on it and see that journey and path we've taken to success. So really trust the process and know that there's going to be highs and lows and ups and downs and to just roll with the, the punches and waves of life and knowing that if you're resilient and you stick with it and you truly have a goal of achieving something that you can do it. It's, you know, it's not going to be easy, but uh, consistency and, and having work ethic and, and being open-minded and willing to, uh, to learn from others. So good. I love that, bro. I really appreciate it. This has been fun. I'm 100% coming to work out with you guys uh, this summer. We got, we got to line something up, bro. Yeah, I've got to do it. I've got extra place in my space, in my, in my, in my spot. You're more than welcome to come anytime. Let's you know, go. Go San Diego summer. We'll kick it, get a workout, whatever. I'd love to, brother. Dude, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, man. You're a legend, and I'm, I'm very grateful for you, man. No, likewise, man. As I said, I love telling my story and just making an impact. So all about it. Let's go. Thank you so much for listening to another great episode of the AIM podcast. I really enjoyed this conversation with Craig and I'm excited to see how more and more people can use their platform to help others achieve their goals as well. That's the whole premise of ambition in mind. One, you want to get yourself better and continue to find ways to become more ambitious, but ultimately you want to make a spreading impact and touch others as well. So this was an amazing episode to go over all of those topics, and I'm really excited to hear what you guys thought about it. I would love for you guys to leave a rating and review, send it to a friend, and continue to spread this movement. We want to reach more lives and touch more people, and let's crush it this week. Let's get after it, and as always, let's keep ambition in mind.